0: Are you the kind of gal who's not interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies that are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayuga, and join me as I interview and learn and get curious about other hairstylists I believe are living life on their own terms, defining what success means for them, and living lives in alignment with that. Let's dive in. Hey guys, I'm super excited to share with you that I have brought back my signature course, She Net's Worth, A hairstylist Guide to Going Independent. So if you've been independent for a while and you don't have systems, this course is for you. If you're thinking about going independent and you're not sure if it's what's the right move for you, this course is for you. I know for myself, I wish I had this course. Basically the first 4 years I was independent, I struggled because I didn't have the infrastructure or the understanding of the business side of my business. So if this sounds like something you could use some help with, please head over to my website wavemaking.com and check out my course. Okay, so I'm so excited to come out of interviewing retirement to have a conversation with my friend Kellen Loves hair is it Helen Love's hair? Kellen Love's hair, yep. Okay. I'm like hair color hair. Um and also known as Kellen Jones. But I'm super excited um to talk to her because she never she never disappoints. She's always evolving, always growing. And I feel like I could actually just have a podcast where like every third episode I have you on and we just talk about like what's happening in your life because you live your life in a really brave way in my opinion and you chase dreams and you go after things and you are someone that I admire because I kind of find myself kind of going down rabbit holes and I love that you keep living your life like that. So can you just uh, say hello and uh, we'll just kick off from here. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me again, Lindsay. I love
1: always talking with you and your audience. And yes, I find myself doing, doing that same thing of just ever evolving and changing going down a rabbit hole or whatever you want to call it. It's like, it's the journey of life, right?
0: Yeah. No, I, I feel like I was like, when I started the podcast who I was like, oh, I'm, I mean, am I going to run out of people to interview? And then it's like, everyone I have on my show evolves so much that it's like, I could basically just continue to have the same 30 people on and it would be a different show. And it'd be really, I mean, cause like everyone's life, I mean, it's a constant evolution. So I know like, what I've loved about talking to you is that, um, I feel like we've kind of had parallel experiences. Like we had the commission, you know, the, the business partnership end, and that was kind of like episode one and just like you kind of evolving and being you. And then episode two was kind of more about your education business. And, you know, I think you were on the, you're about to go into a downsize and leave your commission salon that you owned, and simplify your life and focus more on education and go into a suite with your um, friend Max. And then now it's like you're evolving again. So do you, can you just tell us where your head's at these days? Because I know so many people can relate to the trajectory of your career.
1: Yes, definitely. And just For a little, um, I'll just do a little context of where I've been. So you're totally right. I did have a business partnership with a commission-based salon. It actually started out with just the two of us um, independent. And then it grew from there. I fell in love with education. I was traveling around the country and teaching and just finding that was my jam. So I wanted to grow a culture at my own salon, turn it into a commission-based salon totally, we just grew, my business partner and I, we completely grew in different directions where um, I wanted just to keep keep educating. So the team basically was, um, was something that I loved and I love to teach, but it kind of grew me into realizing that I love to just constantly teach and watch people evolve. And it's really hard for me to do the management and the day-to-day operations and growing apprentices and then them leaving and then all of that revolving door cycle. So I realized I wanted to teach and I wanted to downsize. It it did lead me to doing my own thing um, in a suite eventually so I could give myself some headspace to realize if and what I wanted to do next, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's where we are at ish now. (laughs) We, we basically still, we do a lot of teaching. We do a lot of one-on-ones and um, we, we have been going to salons here and there, but with the pandemic, you know, that momentum of how much we were teaching did definitely drastically change for us. So it gave me the time to slow down um, and say, okay, well, what else do I want to do? And what passions do I have that maybe are a little different and i wanted to explore outside of hair even
0: that's cool yeah and like i don't know when you were just reconfiguring things and thinking about like your you know you're going more towards education i just think it's it's like i feel like it's been such a slow like it just seems like such a natural evolution that it hasn't felt like oh my god like that's a really brave thing you did but when i really think about like leaving like well because i know what it's like to leave a partnership like that took so much like guts and then i think about you you leaving the commission salon and going small it's like there's a lot of like trust falls happening and i feel like in your latest move there's a lot of like knowing the what you want but also letting go of how it comes to pass so can you talk a little bit about like how you're dealing with that because i feel like in this next move you don't have every piece to your puzzle. Cause none of us actually ever do figure it out. And how are you choosing to view it?
1: Yeah, that's such a good point. I think we all realize we have no control over anything during this last year for sure. And I was holding, I mean, I'll just be really honest. I was holding on with like dear life to my commission-based salon, even though I knew it wasn't serving me. Um, when the business partnership fell apart, I kept the location and I could not afford it by myself, which to me, that was my rule number one when I went into business and we, we doubled the size of the space um, when I was in a partnership. So when that happened, I could no longer afford it. Just me and I had to have a team. So what um, ended up happening was I did hire an assistant and I was working myself into the ground once again to just keep the space alive. And trying to train while I was doing it and still teaching. And I really just worked myself into the ground that I couldn't, I mean, it just wasn't sustainable. I couldn't keep it up. And after that assistant who was actually an angel and a dream come true, she was the first assistant that really, really was a hard worker and really wanted to learn from me um, the ins and outs of the business and hair and everything. And she was, she was everything to me. Like I needed her in my life for sure. But she decided to move. And that was another huge wake up call because I had already hired one more person, also. And I was like, okay, I've got this little team going. We've got the momentum back. And she was moving states. And I was like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Like, I'm going to have to train someone from the ground up and to afford the location and to do this again could be another year. And then, you know, my mind started to go haywire. So I was like, okay, can I actually do this? for this much time and I couldn't. I my health was like not good. I was work overworking myself and I had to because I had committed to keep that location. So you know that was one of my that was one of my big things was I just had no time to slow down to even see what I wanted because I I went from this partnership into this next phase of it, this is going to be the same thing. I'm going to build this again. I'm going to do the exact same thing. And it's going to be even better because it's just me. You know, this is my crazy mindset, but Mm -hmm. little did I realize that I couldn't do it by myself. (laughs) So, so that's what took me to, okay, pandemic happened. And I had just hired um, my fourth person to get the like momentum back of having this commission salon and it was feeling good. We were really busy. I was easing up on my schedule once again so that I could um, just educate and run the salon and then pandemic hit and I go, okay, this is fine. We're going to keep it together. And after, after we were um, able to come back, I had the two girls decide they weren't ready to yet. And up until that moment, I thought everyone would be on board and it kind of was just like this, this wave of emotions that I was like, do I keep this space? Do I do this all over again? Can I actually do this? And my health and my body was like, no, you can't, you literally can't keep doing this. And I had to listen to myself and I just said, okay, I need to hit pause. I'm going to downsize and I need to get my health and wellness and my mindset and my mental health like first and I just stopped worrying about everyone else because my body was like screaming at me to slow down
0: I just think it's so crazy because like when you're talking about this it's like I think so many people can relate I know I can to being like okay like I've made these commitments like I I own this salon like I've got to come back for my team and I feel like life has such a funny way of like I don't know, just like showing you, like, you've got to do what's right for you because you're making all these decisions to honor the commitments that you made. And then the team that you have, which is totally their prerogative, which is always like really hard for me to accept. It's like, what do you mean you're not ready? What do you mean you're not ready? I just moved mountains to make this be here. And I feel like for me, the same thing, that's why I struggle with that type of ownership. And I struggle with that type of leadership because I'm constantly sacrificing what is right for me for the greater good. And um, and, and, actually it's not for the greater good because the best mm. situation is good for everyone. And, yeah, uh, yes. I think that what you just said just totally hit home. And I think that even just stylists behind the chair, not, not living their lives and setting their businesses up to like honor the life they want. And then to find out their clients moving anyway, or whatever's happening, because no one is living their life to make yours, like no one's living their life for you. So why are you living your life for everyone else? And I think that that's a common theme that I feel in my life as a stylist, but that I see in general. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. That totally is. And and I'll, I'll even say this, like, I thought my clients were diehard my clients. Like, I built a salon based on my reputation. Like, I built five team members underneath me based on my reputation. They didn't have anyone come in the door. And they started with me with a full book. Like, that's how busy we were. And it was like, no, Kellen, these are not your clients. They do choose. And when I decided not to work behind the chair anymore at, at one point, like they all ended up segwaying over to one of my commission stylists that I trained because that's what I asked them to do and no one came with me like it was like a huge realization to me oh my gosh my clients aren't really my clients it's the same thing as my stylist right like anyone can choose at any moment what's better for them and um and they do
0: So at one point, right. And you're not choosing what's right for you is a choice you're making. That's right. That's what finally, I finally said it
1: during, during our shutdown. It's like, okay, well, I just spent almost seven years, literally, like you said, moving mountains to please everyone else that because I took on that responsibility Uh to do and then I just can't do it anymore, you know, and that was when something shifted in me. So yeah, it was like a really strange thing. It was really hard for me to let go of my space. I really loved it. Um, even though we went through many different partnerships and name changes, and I tried on a bunch of different like hats that didn't fit well. Um, and that's okay. You know, I, I did sell it. I And then I went to a suite. And um, I hated being in a suite. Like it was so awful for me. I was like, this is this is not going to last. Oh, I I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. So I am not a sweet person and I know a lot of people love it. They love the little space. They love that they can create their own vibe. And, and maybe I would have at one part of my career, but I love being in a, in an environment with other people. I love working with other hairdressers and I've realized that's that educator and mentor inside of me, because I love just constantly sharing and teaching and helping people. And I was missing that so much.
0: That's so interesting. I didn't know that that was one of the things about moving to a suite that didn't work for you. Yeah. Yep. It's not right for everyone. That's for sure. Interesting. (laughs) I think it's a good point of like, you get the thing you thought you wanted and it's not what you thought. Like, and I feel like that's for me too. Like, you know, I think I thought going like going into coaching and that i would want to do it full time and that like if i got the clientele and then like when i'm maternity leave and i'm like i really miss doing hair and i still Mm -hmm. want that to be a facet to my business but i don't want to be working from home all the time like that just like i got it what i wanted and it ended up not being what i thought you know so i think that's really a good point that like you know like maybe the studio or like the suite's not for you and like you know it's just uh I don't know. I think it's just like a lot of uh, honesty and self awareness to try things and be like, nah, uh, that's not the best option for me.
1: Yes, I agree. Like you don't know until you try, and um, you know when it comes to business, like, like it, we are in such an interesting business, but people don't <laughs> don't put the business and the money stuff first. Um, I know I didn't for a long yeah. time so when it when it really came down to it I had to look at all that stuff again Is like okay what, what is it going to take how much time is it going to take me if I take out these huge loans like and that I'm responsible for you know how much how much time do, is it going to take to pay that off realistically and then our world is going to be different we are right downtown in a city like Are people even going to be coming in anymore? My clients were left and right moving and moving out of state, moving out of the city. People are moving to the suburbs. And I was like, the world's not going to be the same. And I was just kind of bracing myself of like, well, I think this is the time that I need to say, you know, let's try something else out and slow it down a little and it did give me a lot of clarity like i started to double down on my um own therapy and like really get clear on what i found joy in which i lost myself completely during salon ownership to be honest with you yeah um so yeah i like found myself again throughout that like i would say whenever we were able to reopen you know like may june um, of 2020, and then throughout the sweet, the sweet life that I had, you know, and then yeah. led me to this—I don't know—this interesting p- pivot of I'm ready to move. I don't want to be in this city anymore. I'm ready to be close to family and let's just try something different out, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I as you were saying, like losing yourself. I'm like, yep, definitely, definitely been there, but also, <laughs> um, like. I guess it's really interesting as you were saying that because it's like okay so my whole identity and maybe you can relate was like being like in the salon uh, and like having yes. a studio but then it's like you have to like let go of that i facade if you will um or whatever you want to call it but like cuz it's like it's like such a big part of your identity but you know like when when i realized like my whole identity was based on this like idea of this person that like i didn't even know anymore so can you talk about like like letting like how you've shed these identities like along the way because I feel like that keeps so many of us stuck that I of like being like well I like I remember when my partnership was ending like what are my client what am I going to tell my clients like this I was going to be buried in this studio like they're not even going to know they're going to wonder if I'm like 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 sick, they're not gonna, this isn't gonna make any sense to anyone because like, I'm Lindsay, like I'm the comb, like this is my business, like this is who I am. And I think that it'd be, it's just like, you know, like letting go of that, it made me realize that like, there wasn't really much there substance wise. So can you talk about your experience with identity? Yeah,
1: my whole identity was being a salon owner and being a team leader. And I mean, everyone you talked to was like, "Well, you call yourself a leader. You've spent years, you know, developing yourself as a leader." Like I went, I went through so many different, you know, courses. That was like the every book under the sun of leadership. Like I was all in, and and as I do anything, I go all in, you mm-hmm. know. And I think most of us probably do. Yeah. So it was like that's that was my whole identity for many years, and like you said oh my gosh, I can relate so much to that space I was going to be buried in. Like, I never thought I was leaving that location. Like, you were going to have to take me out, like, kicking and screaming. Like, I poured my heart and soul into that. And it wasn't just the money, you know. Like, yeah, I poured so much money into it. But, oh, that was my baby. You know, I refer to that as, like, my baby. And it was. And I don't have any kids. But, you know, I I would say...
0: That's what it felt like. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. No, I mean, my first business, I didn't have any kids either. And literally, I couldn't even tell people it was ending without like hysterically <laughs> crying. Like, yes, it same. was looking back, I'm like, oh, sweetheart, it's just not that serious. But <laughs> I give her a lot of compassion <laughs> because I'm like, we really needed to get your mental health on point because there's yes. no reason why it should have been Tearjerker City every time someone was like, oh, you're moving around the corner. I'd be like, Yes, hysterical. Yes,
1: I can. I can totally relate to that, and it was definitely an eye opener. That that's probably why a lot of um, people didn't stay with me. They probably saw that shaky mental health going on that I didn't even realize was happening. You know, because I was just so um, obsessed with my salon, so obsessed with it, like my whole life was it like I don't I'm sure I talked about this in my past episodes with you but you know I had business partnerships that fell apart I had no friends zero friends I thought my staff were my friends which clearly they weren't I thought my clients were my friends they are not they are not your friends I hate to tell people that yeah. um, but they have a choice and they do choose to lo- leave if it doesn't serve them well anymore you know
0: I guess and I was a better faker than you yeah I didn't lose you that totally. many <laughs> I had these people snowed. I didn't seem tired or upset in my own personal life. Um, Three years later, they listened to the podcast. They're like, did you have marriage trouble? I'm like, I did. I did. You know, like skipped the whole two years of talking about it. But uh, yeah, no. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, you see, that is definitely my problem. Everyone (laughs) knew I had a marriage problem.
0: (laughs) A couple do. God bless them but yeah no it's just it's very interesting like just like the whole evolution of it and realizing like oh my god like i didn't have friends and i didn't like um yeah it's just interesting how you kind of you again like you end up getting the things you need not knowing they were what you like actually wanted because like i thought i had everything i wanted um and really i lacked like Honest friendships and all these things, and I wonder, like, if you can relate to being like, I thought I had it all, but I really didn't yes. have it all.
1: Yes, I thought I had it all, and I thought I had it all figured out. And you know, when I even look at it, my financial health was really awful. My friend, like, my social health was really awful. So, like, every part of the wellness piece that I talk about now that I really strive to live my life in a practice of because there's never a perfection. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, it's like how I look at yoga, you know, it's a practice. It's not, it's not like you are at the end of your journey, but wellness, wellness is like that for me now where it's like, I take care of my mental health. I'm really working on these relationships with my family, with my friendships um, and really trying to get all of that right and my financial health has never been better. And I'm in a financially a better place than I've ever been in because I've focused on all these parts of my life. Finally, instead of just running like crazy around, just trying to maintain or keep this image of, you know, this, uh, this wonderful salon owner that I was not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, It's so interesting. Like how we, we like, get stuck on that. Like, I don't know, I, I feel the same way, like how I, and I'll catch myself now even being like, Lindsay, you're doing that frantic thing that you do that you think you need to do when you're actually not in a hurry. You don't have to pick your kid up at daycare yet. Like you're doing that thing that you do where you act like you've got to keep all the balls spinning. Uh, and it, it's just funny, like our um, default way of like handling uh, when we have a lot going on or, you know, and it's like even just being like the way we want to be seen and I feel like I really cared about how I was seen. And now mm-hmm. I can catch myself and st- when I'm starting to get stressed out, starting to do the things that I would do, like like just act kind of like flustered and like almost like grab my stuff and run out of this salon cause I gotta get going. And it's like, why am I rushing myself? Like just these kind of coping mechanisms of like yes. what we do. Cause it's like weirdly gives us comfort. I wonder if like, you know, like something in my childhood like that I just kind of am like, I just got to be, stay busy, you know, it keeps me, yes. keeps me safe or whatever. And it's like, I catch myself going, what, wh- where the fuck are you running off to? Like, just why don't you slowly gather your stuff and just leisurely leave. You've built the time in. And so it's so interesting about like you saying, like being seen and like how people perceived you. I just, I don't know. I think all of it's so interesting and inter like woven and connected.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, it's all it is so connected. And, you know, we, we get to a point that like, okay, I guess the best way to describe it is for me, like, I just got to this point that if if I wasn't forced to actually slow down and change that and like, leave my full on setting and change my identity not have a team anymore, like, I had to have everything changed in my life to actually see it for what it was. And instead of me trying to like, for instance, trying to keep my salon space and trying to fit the rest of my new life into it, it wasn't working anymore because nothing was really, really healthy to begin with. You know, so it was, it needed, for me, I needed to completely um, stop to see it all for what it was. And I had to do a lot of work, a lot of work on myself, which I'm glad I finally spent the time to do. And I really got away from social media for a long time. Um, and I wasn't doing my, you know, daily or weekly posts or stories like I thought I should be doing, you know, I've mm-hmm. like, completely stopped like my, my hamster wheel of like, um, this is what you have to do to be successful. And now it's like, like I said, like, I've never even had this much um, clarity around, finances and my mental health my social health like all these things that actually make me feel really good and supported and social media wasn't it was not supporting me in any way besides making a few connections you know here and there and especially back in the day but yeah at that point of my life it wasn't serving me at all anymore yeah
0: I I love what you're saying about like intention like it sounds like there's such an intentionality to how you're living it's like wait what if I don't need to see 40 clients a week or whatever like don't need a team of these people like prop me up what if I just like understood my numbers and saw like wait if I if like I think that's what to me gets me excited about the future for myself and like all of us is like when I realize like how little I actually need to be doing if I put intentionality behind what I'm doing Yep. Exactly.
1: I couldn't agree more. Like I, when we went back, I decided that, uh, my, so I changed my pricing dramatically and
0: I you're my down- go-to, you're my go-to uh, <laughs> person to talk to about pricing just so you know. Oh,
1: I love it. I love it. So I changed it dramatically. I went up high because I, um, I wasn't double booking anyway. The only time that I did double book was to save my business in. Whatever year that was, where my business partnership fell apart. So, I have in the past when I literally had to to save my yes. like salon, right? And that was all financial r- reasons for short term. I can't sustain that. So, for me, I know I, this is not the experience I want to have or my guests to have. So, I went back to this thinking okay, well, how much do I need to make in a day? I don't want to see. I don't want to see my short appointments anymore. I want my big creative colors and those book for anywhere from three to four hours. So I knew I needed a minimum of three and a half to four hours because of the new sort of cleaning and this and that. So my pricing went to $500 per person and I saw two people a day. And let me tell you, that changed my life. And I Loved it. I loved it. The one thing I just didn't love was the new setting that I was in. Got it. <laughs> so, so that was the disconnect for me. Um, luckily, I had, so we ended up running two suites. Max and I were side by side and we cut through the wall. So I did have him there, but then we eventually, um, since we knew we were moving, we eventually ended up um, going to one suite to save money, maximize our schedules, and make the most of our business until we moved. But again, it's all strategic and intention behind it and all this stuff. And I can't agree more with, it's like, I mean, I, I would see six to eight people sometimes yeah. like at one point, right? In my career. And that's insane when I look back on that. To, oh, to be I like, used
0: to when I didn't have, when I worked in the, the big salon it wouldn't be uncommon to see 14 people and do no oh blow dries gosh. and no shampoos that's why like Crazy. i couldn't i like you can't i for me i couldn't jump from 14 to thinking that it was a, it was hard enough when i went independent to be like i'm only going to see 8 or 9 people like i remember being like <laughs> oh what kind of full-time work is that? Not much, but yeah. it, I realized how much work it was. And then oh, yeah. kind of like when you start to see what other, like what, when you take a class from someone and they're like, yeah, I see four people a day. It's like, I couldn't dream of that back then. And now I, now I'm to the place of seeing four people and I'm hearing you say you saw two. And it's like, it, there's are just like little steps along the way yep. of like, you can't jump from 14 to two. And like, that's right. like, and I think that's a good example of just like the, the amount of work that you put in to get your business to where you want it to go. Like the only reason why you were able to see two people at the price point you were offering the kind of experience you did is because of the journey you took.
1: Yep, definitely. And that's like the hardest thing for probably all of us as humans, right? We like, it's like, we get so fixated on the outcome when we're, we, we can't even be, be present in the moment of just being on the journey. And this is like we're learning the process is the beautiful part of it. And it takes us there that um, you have to keep aligning yourself with the right people to learn from, to be um, educated by, to be coached by and you want to keep putting yourselves in their sandbox. Like I want to play in people's sandbox that I want to be like, I want to learn from that are aligned with me and that um, like I can think different and like outside of my box and that's kind of that evolution is of, of constantly learning and growing and seeing, seeing things in a different way.
0: Totally. And so what do you say, like, for me lately, I've been like, probably just cause I've been kind of an introspective part of my life lately and kind of similar to you, you know, I've had the assistant, the employees, I've kind of done all these different things thinking that like, Oh my God, like I'll be able to enjoy it more than I'll be able to have more freedom. All the things that we're ultimately searching for that I didn't find all of those places. What do you say to the person that's like, because people will say this to me and like, you know, when I coach people, they'll be like, I just, I, I want, I want an assistant because I'm so tired right now. And I'm going to be able to mm. like, see more people or like, I guess my, my feeling on it is like, you have everything you need to have your dream business. You just need help, like seeing that you have what you need. But what do you say to someone who's like, you talked about your assistant saving your business. Like I want an assistant and I don't want to be anti-assistance, but I would love your, your opinion on the person who's like, if I could just get this, then I could have that.
1: You know, I, I would say, and I actually said this to someone recently. So I, I said to her, it was my, it was my assistant I was talking about, and she's out of place in her career to hire someone. And I said, you have to remember when you hire an assistant, it is another full-time job. And are you okay taking on a temporary full-time or part-time, depending on how much time you're going to offer this person um, in training? Like, can you actually do that in your life right now? And if you can't, don't add something to your plate because that's not fair to that assistant. If you are truly hiring someone to help you manage something um, and they're there just to kind of help you with different things and you're not promising them to, I guess, learn um, certain skills, then fine, right? But it just, you have to be really open with communication on what they want to get out of it and what you need to get out of it, right? Right. So it is, it's a tough thing. Like I do think it's a full-time job to train someone. And the only reason I was able to do that when we worked so much is literally because like, I didn't have, I didn't prioritize anything else in my life. So every day that we weren't in this salon, she was at my apartment and we were doing work. Like we were yeah. working and she was putting that work in with me and we were doing videos and mannequins and taking models and I would show up and I would do models with her and we would do photo shoot and I would do social media lessons. And I got her up and going really fast because of all that time I invested in her, but it was, it's a trade-off, right? It's like, I want to get you on the, I want to get you going fast. So you can help me manage my schedule better, but then in return, that person can up and leave you, right? So
0: yeah, that's I think what that I was- found <laughs> with my situation was like, okay, the day-to-day I'm not making any more money than I would be making. It's a long-term investment with fingers crossed that the person doesn't move on. And I felt for my personality, it just was not uh, not, not a gamble I wanted to make every day.
1: Yeah, and it is, it's a lot of work. And if you don't do it, if you don't know how to train someone, if you don't know how to be like uh, some sort of leader or educator to... Someone learning, then they're not going to have a good experience out of it either. So a lot of people do think it's going to help their business, um, and I only knew I knew what it was going to do because I had already trained multiple assistants before mm-hmm. her, and I had really shitty ones. Like it was not a good fit <laughs> at all. <laughs> like they were not they were not hard workers. Some people I fired really fast. Some people I was like, oh Kellen, just like slow down, Let, give this person a chance. And then I was like, why did I wait so long? Like. Yeah. I just, I know what I needed. And if they were not helping me like run my business better, then I couldn't, I didn't have time to teach them how to do that. <laughs> right, right, So like, it's a really tough skill where some people have it. And luckily this girl did. And she, it was her second career. So she was already like a little older. She had managed a lot of retail stores in the past. Like she was a hard worker. So when I told her I needed, you know, X, Y, and Z done, emails done, this done. I needed her to open and close the salon, like hours. Like I couldn't guarantee hours because, you know, if we're triple booked, I really don't know what time we're going to leave at night. And I was like, I just need you here with me. If you can commit to that. And she did. And that girl showed up. She showed up better than I ever showed up. And that's the only reason I saved my business. And I was barely holding on. My mental health was barely holding on at that point. So Luckily she was my little sunshine that helped yeah. me see the bright light. Like I knew I could get through it because of her, you know?
0: Wow. Yeah. So like in your move and in this transition, like what do you know you want to take with you? And like, like if you like, cause I feel like you've kind of manifested so much in your career. So like, what are you putting out into the universe that you're wanting from this next venture?
1: So, Yes, I am. I am a big manifester. And um, I am really loving this put yourself first and take care of yourself part of my life right now. And I am putting my health first. I'm finally like getting some doctor's appointments done that I should have a long time ago. I'm slowing down. I'm doing yoga every day. I'm working out like four or five times a week in a gym. I'm getting my like mental health right with my therapy I'm eating better than I ever had I'm sleeping better than I ever had so for me I don't want this feeling to stop like it trumps everything that I thought was success and I like I still can't believe I have a better um like financial grasp on my whole like life right now than I ever have and my whole like life of being a business owner. So I'm working way less. I'm saving way more. I'm not in any debt. I'm in such a great place. So all of that I want to continue mm-hmm. and grow on. And so it's like been really inspiring for me to share um with other people because a lot of people don't want to share those vulnerable things, right? Like we don't want to talk about that we're not in a good financial place or that we are in debt or that We don't know how to get out of it, but maybe, maybe from the outside looking in, we look really successful and we're really busy, but we're drowning in debt and Mm -hmm. we don't want anyone to know, right? We're ashamed of it or our mental health isn't right or health isn't right. We haven't been to the doctor for three years or what have you. So, you know, all those things I was not taking care of. And now that's like my priority. It's like all these parts of my life, the wellness part of my life is number one. And then everything else that I decided to do is because it brings me joy. So whatever that looks like is me helping other hairstylists find wellness, me helping other stylists put their financial health top priority in their business because they haven't figured out how to price themselves or how to get out of debt or those sort of things and um, coaching people for that. And then also I do love doing hair. And when you were talking about that earlier, I was like, that's so me, like, I don't want to not do hair anymore. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what will it be my biggest revenue maker? I don't think so. I don't think I'm at that point in my life, but it might be. And it's not like I'm cutting it off because it does still bring me joy. And I think that's the biggest part. As long as I have this new idea of success for me, which is health and wellness and um, peace and just joy and happiness, um, that's what matters the most.
0: Yeah. I love that. I was like, as you were talking, I'm like, it's like you, you like this, like self love, self care. It's a lifestyle. And I'm like, yeah, just have that made on the back of, she makes waves hats or something. It's a lifestyle, yes. but it's, like it's, a lifestyle. it's a, like, it's literally a lifestyle shift that you're taking with you where it's like, you know, like no longer compromising yourself in the process. Yeah. Cause no one asked you to, you know what I mean? that's why I feel like, like I'm talking to myself right now. Like no one asked me like, <laughs> Hey, set the whole thing up. So it's at your expense. I just, right. in, I just think I thought that that's how it had to be. Right.
1: Yep. Being like I I see ten, yeah. I have that conversation all the time.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like I see 10 clients a week and it's like, like behind the chair, it's 20 hours. Um, It's like roughly it's like that's like, I can't, I I can't imagine like it's, that's where it's like, how much can you do something so that you can still enjoy it? Because I feel like it's very easy for me to overextend myself to the point where like, I don't actually enjoy the thing I enjoyed. So it's like a constant like lifestyle thing of like, okay, how much can I do this and still find joy in it? Like I have a tendency to push the gas. And like when I push the gas, it's like more isn't always more. It's like seeing fewer people and enjoying it is better in the long run. And when you talk about like financially, it's like you're better off having 10 really happy clients for 30 years versus having a (laughs) hundred people who like, you know, like that cycle through you and move on. I just feel like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I don't know, just everything you're saying just sounds like, so like sustainable and good. And like, I, I love the financial piece that you talk about, because as you were talking, I'm like, there were years in my business where I didn't know my numbers at all. All I knew is like more, make more, work more, don't mm-hmm. say no. And I look back and there was a year in my business, like, you know, in the early days where like I had a 70 to like 75% profit margin and I didn't even know it or enjoy it or ever give myself a break.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%.
0: And I'm like, whoa, like, I honestly, if I was coaching anyone right now, I'd be like, either put your foot off the gas, get on a, get a vacation or don't change anything and have a ton of fun. Right.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think that's, I think that's, what's so hard is people are overworking themselves and they get, they don't even know they're in burnout because they don't even like lift their head up to see it. And it. I mean, I know because I was there. I didn't even yeah. know I was burnt out, right? And it was like my, one of my doctors said to me, like, it's kind of like when you go on vacation and you finally take that week off and it takes you like one or two days to actually like feel relaxed and start to feel like, okay, I can, I can like breathe, I'm okay. Like, I don't need to be working all the time. I can put my phone down. And then when you do, you get sick. And it's like your body has been, and this was me, right? So my yeah. body was in complete work 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 mode that like when I finally slow down I have been all these crazy symptoms has come up this year that I was like fighting off for years like probably my whole life Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: um it finally all came to an head that I was like oh wow and it was that point that I was like that's how overworked I was (laughs) like for that long
0: yeah So if people want to work with you, if people want to do coaching, because I can speak to like how knowledgeable you are. Like when I was changing my pricing, like you were like the first person I reached out to and you were so encouraging and the way that you see our value as stylists and the way that you push people, I feel to, to stretch themselves because you know how valuable what we do is, um, where can people just work with you, follow along, like, because I know like what you're doing is, is it's the real deal.
1: Thank you so much. So you can find me at um, goodhaireducation.com is our website. And we offer definitely different hair education things, but also my coaching is on there. And um, if you think you're a good fit with me, then you know, I would love to talk to anyone that wants to have their business support the lifestyle that they want instead of the other way around.
0: Okay. Preacher to the choir. That's beautiful. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Kellen. I love talking to you as always, and we will follow along on your move and you never, there's never a dull moment with you. So I know we'll have you back on. (laughs)
1: That's right. (laughs) Oh, it's so good to talk to you, Lindsay. Yes.